When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Boys! Happy Friday, kiddos! You are listening to Travis and Sliwa on ESPN 710. I am the big CY. You know that from my loud, sexy voice. AK Andy Kamineski of the Cam Brothers is here. Jorge Lauda are in the building across the glass. And of course, Emily Hebel is down in Virginia. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Buenos dias. Good morning. <laughs> Another roar <laughs> like, from M. So it, we got a little so off adorable. day yesterday, AK. Excellent. To sort of Give it to you. Get our lives oh. together. I know you watched all sorts of bowl games. We'll get to a little of that later. But we are now upon what is officially New Year's season, if you will. It's not only December, what is it, the 29th? It's also Friday. It doesn't really feel like a Friday. But we've got sort of a weekend lead up to new year's what are everybody's plans ak we'll start with you uh tomorrow during the day as a family we're gonna go see the miyazaki movie the boy and the heron okay yes Um, yeah i i've really wanted to see this my daughter is really a huge miyazaki fan yeah on top of it she's she's a budding artist a budding animator but real miyazaki is like the goat so super excited to see that um today a friend of my a friend of my wife's that she used to work with, I guess he had it left over and he doesn't want it or he got gifted and re-gifted to us, but had a bunch of caviar that oh. he had received. He Ooh. doesn't eat caviar. So a friend of my wife's later is coming over and we've got like a charcuterie board and some caviar. Uh-huh. And we're going to be... So fancy. Yes. You know? That's fancy eating, even for me. We're going to be eating that at like... <laughs> Four in the afternoon. Okay, We're eating caviar, and I think there's probably some vodka. How does one like <laughs> store and ship caviar? Because I only see ca- listen. I don't well, eat caviar, the, but I don't only, either. The only ca- I'm saying like I don't eat it as in I've never have in public, but I've also only seen it shipped in like things that look like cocaine on barges in movies. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea how the average person just well, kind it was of shipped carries- to us with a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> well, so that, 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 that two explains birds a lot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's hey for now. a couple days from now. It's oh. going to be that kind of party, kids. Seriously. <laughs> so like, did it come? It comes in a tin. Well, my, it comes fr- in a big jar. What, my what friend, we- my wife's friend, actually drove it over to us. So I guess the caviar was couriered. Very fancy. <laughs> Um, and it has been refrigerated since. Okay. Um, I have not actually seen if it was in a tin or in a jar or whatever, because my wife, we we have a fridge in the garage. Sure. And we put it in the the side garage. You put uh, the caviar in the beer fridge in the garage. Ooh, well, we're, yeah, we're, that's a bad move. <laughs> why? Because well, the the extra fridge is always for extra drinks and extra stuff. It's the extra things. It's not the main fridge. The caviar deserves to be the main fridge. Well, but we also the main fridge was kind of full. I mean, it's the holiday season. Okay. We've been doing a lot of entertaining, <laughs> a lot of leftovers. Sure. Like we legitimately were out of space Got it. in the actual refrigerator. And as far as like other smells that could take over the caviar in the side fridge, the side <laughs> fridge has currently nothing in it. Okay. But 
this caviar. Quick PSA, though, for everybody who thinks that you can use the side fridge the same way as you use your other fridge. One of the things that people don't realize is that because it's typically in the garage, the overall temperature of the fridge is cold. Like, so it doesn't regulate the the coldness inside of the refrigerator the same way aka things are not as cold in your side hmm. fridge as they are in the main fridge because of the outdoor temperature around your side fridge just keep that in mind well i'm going to keep this information myself in case <laughs> it doesn't work out because i was actually the one that said put it in the oh, side oh the big we're reveal. out of room we're <laughs> out of room what is do what you gotta to do? do but if your whole family gets sick going into 2024 now you know why jorge do you have any plans <laughs> nah man no plans i got a pregnant wife at home and fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, my take my take came in uh the other day right oh, my take came in yesterday I brought it in. There was a bowl game that That's I was awesome. with yesterday, so I brought okay. it in. She's like, I don't want her to stay at home and just, sure. you know, indoors all day. So I brought it out. We had uh, we had lunch afterwards. It was yeah. just fun, you know, uh, daughter dad date kind of nice. thing. Nice. That's very cool. Laura? Um, I don't have any set plans per se, but we always get into something. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> New Year's New Year's Day, um, I have Disney reservations, so may or may not go to that. Ooh. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just feel like this year is very different. The vibe for me is different. Yeah. I I find myself at this age getting into stuff as a verb is not a good verb that qualifies as a prefix for anything I'm going to do. Oh, I got into something. No, 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 no. That means something probably went wrong or I made a decision based on factors that probably didn't exist when I woke up that morning. I mean, you know. you're not wrong, but you know that that's been like the past month and a half for me. It's like, oh, we got into that. Right. So, you know, okay. it is what it is. M, what's going on down in VA for New Year's Eve? There's got to be something. Uh, <laughs> I will be actually back in... Uh, LA for oh, New Year's Eve okay. because I'm going to come back for the Rams game, the Rams um, away game against the Giants on Sunday. But my family always does something called Waffle Fest on New Year's Day. So Waffle Fest has been going on since my parents have been dating. Okay. So this is probably uh, over 30 years. But um, my my parents make all like the main ingredients for like a brunch. They make like the bacon and the waffles and the pancakes and other things. It's a big potluck for our family. And we've had as many as like a hundred hundred plus people come through this party at different times so you know it's always a fun thing for like the hebels always host waffle fest so i've always but just been much more of a new year's day person than a new year's eve person um new year's eve to me always feels a little anticlimactic i don't like when people tell me i'm supposed to have fun i just think those holidays are lame and so i like to have uh the next day better yeah what about you yeah i mean i'll be in vegas so I'm, I'm going to see my cousin play. My cousin, for those of you who don't know, is in Bruno Mars's band. He plays sax. If you've ever seen awesome. The Hooligans, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen Bruno Mars a bunch of times. So going there to see him. We going to Vegas, y'all. Exactly. Right. Me up here <laughs> talking about getting into things, and I'm the one headed to Vegas. Uh, but the thing is, is that like I, New Year's Eve, another quick PSA for y'all, very much amateur hour. Oh, yeah. Like probably oh, yeah. top. Two, if not, it's on the metal stand of American drinking amateur hour holiday. Like St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is number one. No, no mm. doubt about it. Fourth of July is also way up there, even though I oh, like yeah. Fourth of July quite a bit. These are the amateur drinking holidays. New Year's Eve probably pulling up bronze on that. So being in Vegas for New Year's, pretty much probably going to plan something and stick to that because I don't want to be running the streets of Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be at one of these DJ Tough Nuts, no requests, go cry with your girlfriend in the corner on the dance floor parties. You know, I, that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. My, my wife, actually, we have not gone out on New Year's, I would say, since maybe 
2007. Wow. Okay. Something like she well, she is like 2007, 2008. She is absolutely and very understandably paranoid about getting hit by a, like a drunk driver yeah. or some yeah. type of drunken idiot. Sure. Causing problems for us. She does not want us outside the house on like she she doesn't even want us leaving right. at all. And by the way, everybody out there, be smart. Sure. Be safe. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, for real, for yourself, for everybody else. Safe rides, all of that, taxis, lifts, get it together. You do not need to be putting anybody's life at risk. But I have a more important question here, Em. So you said that Waffle Fest mm-hmm. happens at your house the day after New Year's. Mm-hmm. This strikes me as the exact opposite of Travis going out for the turkey trot with his family <laughs> on Thanksgiving yeah. morning. This strikes me as the Hebel version of that, because I know you are not about turkey trots whatsoever. No. This no. makes a lot of sense now. The morning yeah. after a big drinking holiday is not for getting up and running around town. <laughs> it's for waffles. Yes, it's for waffles. It's for sitting in your own home and having people come to you. And it's all of a hungover fest. So it's basically it started off as my parents, like a big hungover holiday, essentially. And so now it's kind of transitioned into that same thing. And, you know, it's just it's it's a nice thing. It's a yeah, just rolling out of bed, putting on whatever clothes I want and then uh, rolling downstairs. I haven't actually been to Waffle Fest in a couple of years, though, since. Uh, since college, probably. Are we making um, T-shirts for this? How big of a social function <laughs> is it? Like, for example, if my, somebody were to bring home a significant mm-hmm. other, would they yeah. bring that person to Waffle Fest? Like, if they yes. didn't live in your house? Yes, Waffle Fest is definitely a uh, yeah. Bring your significant others to to the gathering. We did have Snapchat filters for a couple years. Oh, wow. Like people would make Snapchat filters and take pictures of them, and it would kind of come up in the area. Um, there's not necessarily. Uh, t-shirts but i think that people would like t-shirts i think that'd be good but yeah no it's it's a ongoing tradition we don't have to invite people anymore people just come okay like, even if we didn't say anything people just come to our house <laughs> on new year's day and it, it's great i survived waffle fest 2024 is probably a good t-shirt <laughs> you guys should spell waffle w-a-f-f-e y-l yeah oh that's a good idea so that there's some branding yeah. there's yes. a branding component to this like hebel waffle yes. or yeah. whatever yes oh, that, that's a that's not a half bad idea so when i was a kid um when we did used to do the invites and stuff i was like eight nine something like that and i like loved calling people on the phone and so i was in charge ah. of calling the entire list of um people that were invited and i left voicemails and again like Sweet little Emily voice. It was like, hi, you're invited to Waffle Fest. And I, you know, called a hundred show people. Um, and so no one still has that, but it was a very fun uh, task for me. This explains a lot. Waffle Fest, not turkey trot. Emily on the <laughs> phone. Emily producing. Do you have strong opinions shows. on how the waffles should be made, how they should be presented, <laughs> proper toppings, stuff like that? Uh, I'm a traditionalist. I, I do not like a lot of frills. I'm pretty much just a syrup and, and a butter kind of person because if you add too much and it kind of degrades the waffle, I guess, degrades. or denigrates. I'm sorry, denigrates, denigrates the waffle. The uh, waffle's embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're denigrates right. It, it messes yeah. up the physical constitution of the actual waffle. Right. I'm not a big exactly. waffles. I mean, things on every, everything on waffles. People start putting mm, chocolate chips. That's too much. Fruit. Yeah. Too much. Even, even like the whipped, whipped cream, cream is uh, a lot to me like that's not what you do is my dad makes a lot of waffles you put the flavor inside the waffle that part and you don't put it in 
On top. It's Chunky not a topping. Form. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Talk about dressings. All right. There's no dressings. It's like the way you would make like chocolate chip <laughs> or strawberry pancakes. Yes. You exactly. put the right. fruit of the chocolate chips in the batter. In the right, batter. So and you I worked, cook it. So I worked at Denny's for a while, right? Okay. So then I used to make my own waffle sometimes. You put a scoop of chocolate ice cream or strawberry ice cream on the top. Spread it all around, dude. Oh, see, that's a child. Money, right? That's, there. that's a child's yeah. move. That's, that's, that's a little kid move, yeah, right? Especially because it melts. Oh, delicious. No, no. Hard oh, pass. Oh, oh. Hard pass. Right. You're not a sweets person. Yeah, yeah, so I'm cool. not a sweets person. <laughs> Hard pass. However, you take your waffles today on the program. <laughs> it is the last program of the year. <laughs> I thought you were about to open hey. the floor. No. <laughs> <laughs> How do you take your waffles? We got way too much to get to today, Do you dress it up or not? From the peanut gallery <laughs> by the way speaking of it I, I ran into um jonathan watson by the way on the street the other oh, night wow. after i was yelling at him about being a silly listener but we broke bread it was cool it was nice. good to see him we took a picture and posted it so Very that was cool. good to see watson shout outs to him but anyway we're going through the biggest stories of the year it is our la year in review and people this is not something for this is not a quiz this is not a thorough investigative breakdown of all nine teams or whatever there are in la that's not what we're doing if you listen to the show on Wednesday, you know each of us picked two stories and we're fitting them into the show. That's how we're going to do this, and we're going to start with LeBron and the Lakers. This is Travis and Sle- this is Travis and Sliwa on 710 ESPN, AK and the Big CY. First, the word from Vivid Seas. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action, kiddos, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, the Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans offering unbelievable unbeatable rewards, easy for me to say, like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Big C-Y, AK in the building. Yeah, I want to make sure Brian doesn't get credited for this good work. Yeah, you might want to let him know. Morales, sorry about that. Somebody did not give you the memo that it is Andy here with us today. And what we are doing at the end of the year here on a Friday is we're going through the year in review in Los Angeles sports. Now, this idea is not anything novel. I just thought of it when we were here Wednesday and said, you know what? 
It's the last program live here on ESPN 710 of the year. We might as well take a look back around and we'll just let everybody use their own specific sort of levels of expertise to sort of come up with the topic. So we went with two each and I consulted with the consigliere two nights ago and he said, you know what? To avoid rankings, Julian was like, just do them chronologically. I was like, my boy, that is a good idea. So Shout out, Julian. That is exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> That's what we were looking for there, Jorge. Thank you. So to start things off, this is... Laura's pick mm-hmm. for the first story, which is LeBron as the scoring champ. I believe we have Ireland's call on this. We do. Let's hear it. Here come the Lakers with 25 seconds remaining in the quarter. Westbrook's got it just inside half court. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There it is! The new king in town, young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another. The king, LeBron James, has passed the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and LeBron now stands alone as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. couple quick house notes on that. That, of course, is John Ireland play-by-play man for the Lakers here of ESPN 710. He chalk talk what his call was going to be a little bit around the station. He nailed it at the time. If you don't know what that is, it is the opening line from Prince's Party Man on the 1989 Batman soundtrack, which went diamond. And diamond, bring, okay. Bringing it full circle to the Lakers, A, Prince, massive basketball fan. Yep. B, Jack Nicholson is the Joker in that Batman, Jack Nicholson mm. synonymous with the Lakers. Correct. There it is. Best superhero blockbuster summer film of all time. And the first. Everything else came after Th- that. They inv- That movie invented superhero event Correct. culture. And it's still the best Batman as far as I'm concerned. Lada, why'd you pick that one? Well, I actually get a lot of heat for saying that I'm a LeBron hater. (laughs) So number one, this is why I picked it. But I mean, I feel like the record had stood for 39 years. I'm 35 years old. So I I wasn't even alive when it was... And you're old. You're older than me, fool. So shut up, okay? Shut up. No one's as old as Travis. Wow. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody Nobody anywhere. Nobody on on the table. Not even Travis's parents are older than Travis, somehow. but, But I just feel like it was a very iconic moment, just as a basketball fan, not just as a Laker fan, but the fact that another Laker did it. And again, I get a lot of heat for saying I don't like LeBron, which is not true. So I just, I felt like it was a big moment for Laker fans in the LA area, too. Now, I know for me, this was one of those ones where when you've been around enough sports for enough as many years as I have been fortunate enough to do, there's certain records that you think, yeah, that's not getting broken. No mm-hmm. chance I'm going to be walking the earth, never mind in this business when I actually see this happen in front of my eyeballs whilst at work or whatever it may be. And a lot of people, I was talking to Izzy Gutierrez about this on ESPN Daily, he said 10 years ago in the league, People would be, well, what's he got to do to get there? What's he got to, and it's actually happened to think that this is something that most people who, again, are still amongst us, AK, probably thought they would never see break. It was broken. Yeah. I I remember at the time, Chick Hearn saying, this is a record that will basically be untouched forever because the idea of somebody playing as long as Kareem, as productively as Kareem seemed unfathomable 
at the time, remember, th- this was when nobody ever came straight out from high school. Sure. The idea of that sort of longevity, you know, LeBron's had more injury issues, un- unfortunately, during this period with the Lakers as he's been older, but his durability has been incredible. And the idea that somebody could be this productive, frankly, more productive than uh, Kareem at yeah. that age. And Kareem at 38, 39, still a really good player. But what LeBron is doing right now is there's no template. Like right. he is reinventing what people in the league do in their twilight. It's remarkable. God bless winning time, but this is speaks to also our sort of where we are today. You look at the Tom Brady's of the world. You look at – I mean, even even an athlete like Simone Biles could be considered, especially in gymnastics world, at 20 – whatever her age is, that is considered advanced yeah. for gymnastics. We are in an era of sports where age – I'm not going to say is nothing but a number, but the elite of the elite are choosing to do it longer because of A – different medical things that have allowed people to play longer. People talk about all these injuries in the NFL now, and they get want to make fun of Tom Brady for that TB12 stuff. Kept him around a long time, turns out, but that's another Small story. Small price to not pay, to, <laughs> not eat any tomatoes. Small I might have been one pay. of those people making fun of him, but I think that it speaks to LeBron's longevity. I think it speaks to sort of who we are in today's kind of sporting society, and uh, it is quite an interesting story. Next one. Oh, wait, before we move on, before yes. we move on, I want to. Ha- I have a couple things that I want to say about Pardon the me. LeBron thing. Um, so one, I loved that photo, the photo of LeBron uh, getting that shot up, and Phil Knight is the only one who doesn't have his phone out, <laughs> which I think is one thing that's really cool because, like, and it, it makes you think about that the Jordan picture, you know, where he hit that uh, that jumper there, and it's like. Every, no one was on their phone, obviously, because no one had cell phones. But right. now it's like every picture, every iconic picture that we're going to have now is going to be marred by everyone's phone being up in the photo and, you know, talking about being in the moment and seeing things happen as they happen. And then another thing, remember when we all did that like nine hours commercial yep. free mm-hmm. the day after? It was crazy. <laughs> it was so fun, but it was a really cool way to, uh, you know, it, it, Pay homage to LeBron and what he did. Fun fact, kiddos. If the words commercial free ever come up in a lengthy broadcast and you're in the radio business, you're in for a long day. Trust me on that one. Done it many times. (laughs) It is not easy. (laughs) Not easy at all. AK, the Lakers made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals as a play-in team. Why did you pick this story? Because if you look at the Lakers, it's not even just making the Western Conference Finals. I'm saying... Look at the Lakers, they're 2023. It has been a crazy roller coaster. January 1st, 2023, the Lakers are 15 and 21 with a new first time head coach in Darvin Ham, a roster clearly constructed in ways that don't work. Russell Westbrook, a bad fit. That was like flip number two of four total flips in a three season span of the roster. Yeah. And. You start wondering what to even make of the LeBron here at this point that has one championship but two missed playoffs, looking like it might be a third. Mm -hmm. Then Rob Palenka does his thing around the deadline, brings in, among others, Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt. Reeves is now a starter, and this team makes an improbable push from sub-500 for three-quarters of the season (laughs) to play-in to Western Conference Finals, taking out along the way Dylan Brooks and the self-proclaimed bear poker (laughs) and the Grizzlies, the defending 
champs in the Warriors. Let's not forget John Morant wasn't worried about the West. No, he was well. not he worried about He stated that on record. Well, John Morant, as it turns out, was not worried about enough. He wasn't worried about much at all. Period. He wasn't by himself either. Yeah, he needed to worry about more. They end up getting to the Western Conference Finals. They get swept, but they played Denver tight over that series. Then in the offseason, Rob Palenka and the team, they manage to maintain continuity. They bring back Reeves. They they bring back Rui. D'Lo bring in some supporting pieces like Torian Prince, Christian Wood that looks really good. And then this season has been all over the place yep. since the high point being winning the inaugural in-season tournament. Finals. IST, baby! Wait, look, the team cared. LeBron clearly Definitely. cared about this thing. The low points have been starting out below 500. Injuries. Darvin Ham very clearly still not knowing exactly what he wants from the roster or how to get it. The team is currently two games above 500. They're not in a bad place. But as we are about to go to 2024, we're not even quite sure what place they're in, which is a really fascinating turn from, again, where 2023 began. I will say it this way. The reason why that moment is so important in 2023 is because if that doesn't happen, Lord knows where this franchise is wandering in the desert searching for an identity. Because you're right, to that point, they had been changing so many things. Mm -hmm. Oh, Palinka's got to do this. We got to find this. We got to find that. Found something. Didn't work. Got to readjust on the fly. Might have been Palinka's best Without giving job. up much. That's what I'm saying. Might have been Palinka's best job in terms of in-season changes that we've seen since he's been here. If they don't lose that series by what a total of i think it was eight points between all it was something 24 points uh, 24 it, was, it, was. it averaged eight points a game or whatever it was at the four games they anyway that was a series that said you figured something out right and even if you don't beat the, the who then went on to win by right. the by denver's really good denver's the best team in the league but at least was then that was a real turning point, I think, for whether or not the back end of Project LeBron is going to be of any vac factor or not. Yeah, I mean, really again, it would be if they ended up on that track that, again, January 1st, 2023, six games below 500, you're looking at a LeBron era where in five seasons they've missed the playoffs three times Oof. and they have a championship that, when I say in the bubble, I'm not taking away from its validity – but it's a weird championship. Yeah, it's in the bubble. But it's weird in terms of the way a lot of fans feel about it. Like, they weren't able to experience it in person. Right. There wasn't a parade. Like, I think it's valid, and I think it was hard to win. But it's a weird one in terms of fans' connections to it. Totally agree. It's in the bubble, not just in reality, but in theory yes. in your mind as well. Coming up, college football corner. And don't look now. USC won a bowl game. Play the lottery, kiddos. Miracles happen every day. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
All right, y'all. So we got a bowl game going on right now between Tax Slayer. It's between Clemson and Kentucky. It's the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Kentucky is up fourteen to ten over Clemson, and it's just about halftime. Actually, it just went to halftime right now. So that's what's going on today. Right. But the bowl games from yesterday were the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, uh, where <laughs> Boston College beat SMU twenty-three to fourteen. There's the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, where Rutgers beat Miami thirty-one to twenty-four. And wait. So at the end of that game, Drew Carter was calling this game. This game took place at Yankee Stadium, and this was his final call in homage to John Sterling. (laughs) It's victory formation for Rutgers. Ball game over. Scarlet Knights win. The Scarlet Knights win here at Yankee Stadium. (laughs) All right, so that was... It was great. It was great. And then we had the Valero Alamo Bowl where Arizona beat Oklahoma 38 to 24. And then obviously the thing that took over all of Twitter yesterday, the <laughs> Pop-Tart Bowl between Kansas State and NC State. Kansas State beat NC State 28 to 19 and they sacrificed the Pop-Tart mascot after uh, mascot after the game. It was great. We will get into that in more detail in hot and cold. But the most important story for LA fans is USC beat Louisville 42 to 28. Miller Moss went off, uh, and Lincoln Riley was doused in eggnog after the win in the Holiday Bowl. So uh, they may have found that Miller Moss could be potentially the new quarterback for USC if they don't happen to find a great candidate in the transfer portal. So my college football corner and all the coverage of the bowl season on 710 is powered by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCal Oil Change for locations and to score game-winning coupons. Thank you, Em. USC won a bowl game. Ask me how many minutes of that game I watched because it rhymes with hero. <laughs> um, it was absolutely none. Zero. I got. Thank you. I got to say. It was say, at Petco Park. At a, oh, right. Petco down in San Diego. I was just in San Diego last week. So. Love San Diego. Love San Diego. By the way, when I, when, when I was down there with my dad. Um, Shout out to your dad, Earl. Earl, what's up? He's probably listening. You might not be. He's probably. Well, it's afternoon. Anyway, they had a pooch parade. That started at the hotel that we were at. So they had like a little paddock, if you will, where like the, ho- the the dog owners were drinking beer in their costumes with their dogs and then would walk up 6th Street in a parade. It was fantastic. I love that. It was great. I, I, I mean, know I was someone hanging- that was in it. Do you? Yeah. Did they win? No. Okay. What was their costume? Uh, I think it was like a, what is it when you, Oktoberfest kind of looking thing? Okay. Like that, yeah. Because there were some elaborate- like elaborate costumes M. like one had they had their two dogs dressed up as camels and they were the three wise men these three wow. old people which was unbelievable did they have frankincense myrrh and there was a lot of gold? right there was a lot of accoutrement if you will and then there was another one that i saw where they had converted their stroller into like a train and the dog was the conductor in the train. <laughs> and they were pushing the stroller, and the other people were like, it was- People that have strollers for their dogs. <laughs> but listen. the stroller didn't look like a stroller. I know, but like my best friend has one for his little dog. And yeah. I'm like, Bro, the dog is walking you. Like, because he takes it out for a walk, but it's in a stroller. This is true. But it looked like a little moving locomotive, if you will. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, at that, at that point, the dog is cosplaying. Like, that's yes. different than being strolled <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. That's different. That's different. Very think, true. But yeah. did you, does anybody, this is terrible to say, did anybody watch any of that USC game? I did. I watched okay. it. 
I watched zero bits and pieces of the <laughs> second part. half. Yeah, just because I yeah. saw that they were up, and I realized like I've never seen Miller Moss play before. Sure. So mm-hmm. I was curious to see what he looked like. Right. Looked pretty good in this game. And again, I'm not bragging yeah. about not watching games. I normally watch pretty much. I get an eyeball on pretty much everything because this is my job. This is what I do. But that one, I just missed it. I was too busy watching the Dagon Pistons. That's another story. <laughs> um, Emily, did but you yeah, watch I mean, that Miller- game? Yeah, Miller Moss played great. Yeah, Miller okay. Moss like did really well, and it's interesting too because after the game, Lincoln Riley spoke about obviously like the quarterback uh, situation, and you know praised Miller Moss. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys took three answers to get to this, but in the end, he is like also still shopping players in the portal. Mm. And um, Miller Moss is also someone who has been with USC since Clay Helton. He has he was recruited by Clay Helton, has been here for three years, wow. waited his time, and next year, again, if he's chosen to be the starting quarterback, could be his only uh, his year starting. And so it's just definitely a different perspective. He has been patient. He has been loyal to USC. He obviously likes USC a lot. And um, it kind of is like the old way of, of college football. And not that the new way is bad inherently, but that it it's not going to reward Miller Moss necessarily. I, but he did play well. I would argue the new way is not great. We were just talking about this before the show, AK and I. I think that there has been sort of a not a bubble that's going to burst, but with everything between the transfer portal and NIL and so on and so forth. And I'm using those terms loosely only because they're only defined loosely. But the way that roster turnover has changed in the last three seasons in college football has definitively affected competitive balance. And I don't say that because it's pejorative, AK. I say that because the job has become harder. It has become harder, quite frankly, to find places to play, not just rosters to make. Those are not the same places to actually play AK in college football. Yeah, as a coach, you're going to have to be really, really on top of the roster that you have and really (laughs) like cognizant of, okay, what is the best way that I can use these rosters that often have a lot of turnover, new faces, and hopefully get these guys playing in a way that makes them want to stay. Yeah, Like that's actually part of the deal right now. It's you're not just trying to get these guys to be successful. You're trying to get them to want to plant roots because it is so easy for them now if they don't like the situation they're in to move on. So there's a lot that's going to be figured out by these coaches on the fly. And we're really going to learn who are some of the best game-to-game, season-to-season coaches out there. Yep, it's a good start for USC finally getting a bowl win. However, what's most important is our L.A. year in review we're discussing here on Travis and Sliwa at ESPN 710. Laura, we're going back to another one of your picks. Mm -hmm. I know this hits home as well, probably why you picked it. Tell us about why you picked the SAG after after strike as one of your top moments of the L.A. Um, I have a lot of friends who partake in acting, so they were out of work, you know, on the picket lines and dealing with that. So definitely something to hit home. And my boyfriend actually works in that industry as well. So he was out of work for a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, um, I mean, just in that sense, but also it really dictated what we watched, right? A lot of things were halted. A lot of the shows that we were very invested in were not being made and I mean, it just shook our industry a lot. I mean, we're in L.A. and Hollywood, so we we got hit. We saw it. People heard about it in the nation. But we were really seeing those people kind of go through that and, and do the good fight for themselves. I, I think people, I was, really quick, I was just going to say, I don't think people may realize just how many tentacles of the industry were affected by this. Oh, no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not just like 
the actors and the writers and the people that are on a set, you know, crews, all those all those people that are directly there creating mm-hmm. TV and movies that were affected. Restaurants. Restaurants. Yep. Like, my wife works in TV and movie advertising. Mm-hmm. She was yep. furloughed for a while. Like, thankfully, she now has a job again. Sure. But her, the, the agency she works at, they didn't have enough stuff to do. They didn't have enough revenue coming in because everything came to a halt. So there were a lot of people who were not going to be affected one way or the other by whatever contract was eventually agreed upon. Like they had no skin in this game that were still directly affected. Like it really, in a lot of ways, brought this town to a halt. Yeah. And? Uh, and I was just talking about the um, like overall picture of two things that I was really looking forward to that was going to come out this year that then got delayed. There are tons of movies that got delayed and will never be picked up again. But two movies that I'm really excited about for next year is Dune Part 2. I loved Dune Part 1. Amazing movie. And then I'm really excited for Challengers. Have you guys heard about Challengers? Yes. No. It's the Zendaya-led um, t- tennis movie um, and it's going to be like she's kind of she's a tennis star but then she gets injured and then has to then be a tennis coach and uh, it's kind of like a uh, also a love triangle it's very interesting it's by so the director who made movie. call me by call me by your, your name, name. Okay. and yeah. um, the recent what was the recent one M. Bones and all. Bones and all. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Uh, so it's a, it's a, Luca Guadagnino is his name, but it's going to be great. Um, big fan of that. But yeah, a lot of things that we love got delayed, but um, they're all, a lot of them are coming back next year. Like Abbott Elementary is great. And so, you know, it affected all of LA. Um, and uh, I'm happy that the writers and actors got what they wanted. Yeah. And I think it was also because, you know, as Clemenza would say in The Godfather, it has to happen every 20, 30 years, let the bad blood get out, you know, which is true in a sense. But I feel that because of the age that we're in now versus the last time this happened, we learned a lot more. And a lot more people that are around the industry are like, wait a second, y'all invented American Gladiators because there was a strike that year and uh, there was no other program that, that you could create? Like, oh, right, the time before that, that happened, that, that's when reality television became a thing. It's like, yeah, there are direct effects mm-hmm to the programming we see now that are related to things like this, that are not just about the humans on the ground right then. There are long rippling effects that happen in the industry that people forget about over time. It's also, I think, just in general, an extension of what is what has been like a like a worker's heightened consciousness. Yes. Like the idea that just workers are no longer going to accept Correct. the conditions that are set for them no questions asked. There was a reckoning because people started looking at some of these profit margins and it was like, I'm sorry, what? Netflix is canceling shows left and right, but we got four different people that are making $5 million just to walk out of the door? I'm sorry. This is not the world we want to live in. I think that there was a lot of sunlight exposed that really probably changed the industry for the better. And I'm glad that those folks got what they were looking for. Coming up, ask the crew. It's not ask Sliwa. There's no Murphy bed questions. <laughs> it's the big CY and there's AK. It's 710 ESPN. Big CY and AK, I'm out here telling <laughs> side stories, not even paying attention to anything that's going on. Um, <laughs> that was funny. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, I, I can start, it off, start us off. It's, it's going to be for all crew. of us. So go ahead. Ask the crew. Ask the crew. All right, we're so, listening. <laughs> this is from Darren oh, Pollock. And he says, um, for anybody, so we're, we can popcorn around the room. Do you swallow Advil right away? Or do you play Advil chicken with it while you enjoy the delicious candy coating? So do you just swallow it away or let it roll around your mouth for a little bit? From Darren. Uh, Clinton, you start. That's a very weird question. I'm a <laughs> grown real. man at level very four. 
don't play games <laughs> Dog, with my on. food or my medicine. <laughs> One time they asked us if uh, if your sweat from your wristwatch stinks. Like, dude, who what are we doing? Like yeah, that, no, I, that's that's uh, that's uh, sorry, terrible question. Yeah, that's a weird. Okay, I'm gonna, I consume I'm my it. medicine as instructed on the daggone thing. Okay, that's what I do. I'm gonna take this a step further. Yeah. What the f is this person even asking us? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Who? That's funny. Who we gotta out end there, the year more strongly than that. Who out there treats an Advil like a jawbreaker? <laughs> like <laughs> nobody does that. Like it doesn't taste good. No, clearly it's he not does, meant to. So you no, know? nobody. Clearly nobody does. Does. Like I'm not sure this person actually has been taking Advil the whole time. Uh, yeah, I think this person has been taking Skittles, <laughs> something else. Right. I also don't consume that much Advil. This is a temple, AK. All right, I keep things. Tight. Oh, I live on Advil. That's, I'm just saying. That's I, a joke. I, Swallow them like adults. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Next one, Jorge. Do you have um, yeah. a question? I got one from uh, Ivan or Ivan in Monrovia. He's like, what is the cutoff day for uh, after New Year's to say Happy New Year to someone? <laughs> ah. <laughs> AK, you can handle this. <laughs> I think in broadly speaking, it's like a week, something like that. I okay. think a week-ish. But to some degree, I think it, it gets affected by – When's is this the first time in the year that you've seen this person? In which case, I would maybe extend it mm -hmm. to the end of January. Ooh, but oh, but, but end beyond of January. that, again, I'm being. <laughs> I would have texted that person. I haven't wow. seen them. Happy New Year. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm important. shocked that Emily has opinions on well, the protocol. Well, they're important, you know. <laughs> well, listen. Once again, you know that prompt where it's like if you could talk about anything for 30 minutes without stopping. Uh, holidays, they're days of the weeks. This kind of protocol I could talk about. Here's the simple, basic rule that I go with. The end of the business week within which New Year's falls is the basic cutoff. Mm. Family and friends whom you do not live in the same town with, okay, I'll give you that extra week to the first end of the pay period in January. Don't hit me with no January 21st. January 27th, Happy New Year's. I'm going to assume you've been asleep since New Year's Day. <laughs> or partying the whole That's time. what I'm going to assume, Emily. I'm just saying. Yeah, January 5th would probably be my January 5th, 6th, 7th. Again, like you said, like whatever the Friday is after New Year's, that's kind of like the last time you can say Happy New Year's to somebody. Right, and if New Year's falls on a Wednesday... Like, okay, you get till Sunday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a shorter window, but that's about it. Happy New Year. I mean, mm. come on. Y'all are. I guess short. I'm just not this didactic about it. I, it's just I'm to with me, you, AK. I'm with you. It's just it, like. Not the end of the month, though. You you tripping. I, yeah, the end of the month is just too long. Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. if it's somebody that you have not seen, then in they're not important. <laughs> then don't they're, tell they're me they're Happy not important. New Year. Right? They're not that you important. Know? If you didn't get a just message from there or anything like that, yeah. you know. <laughs> good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, okay, cool. You know, you let one thing slide. Next thing you know, you got a whole problem in the warehouse. Slippery slope, sir. Slippery slope. Um, I got, we have a series of questions from Optimus Prime Rib, but I'm going to start off with this one. So I know what we're doing today, we're doing our sports memories of 2023, best sports moments of LA in 2023, but what are your sports predictions for 2024? So, uh, Andy, you start off. Sports predictions for 2024? Ooh. That's I got one. Okay, so okay, maybe give who do you think's gonna win the NFL uh, Super Bowl? Who do you think's gonna win the World Series? Who do you think's gonna win the NBA championship? Um, NBA championship right now. God, I hate saying this. Don't say it. I know where you're going. A team that shall not be named. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think could end up winning. Little Leprechaun. Really think that? Well, look, 
could be Pistons. They look really good right now. They do look good. They look really good, and they've gotten close a couple times. Yeah. And that Baltimore squad looks really good. The 2010 LA High School All Stars. They all look great. They look really, really good. As far as the NFL, I think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ravens look bad. They look like the best team in the NFL right now. And I think Lamar Jackson. Killing him. Well, but also given an offseason where teams could have had him and said we're good. Said we're good for a variety That's of different reasons. just insane to think about now. Yeah. I think he would love to give double middle fingers I was to everybody. Say, is that the biggest like bleep you to everybody because of what happened? A little well, bit. But, but he's also been dealing with that in some way or fashion sure. his entire career. True. Large part of kind mm-hmm. of who he is as a identity is people mm-hmm. thought he should have played wide receiver coming out of high school, excuse me, coming out of college, et cetera, et cetera. Then he was a running quarterback. Actually, that's not true. Then he got injured. It's a lot of stuff. But my prediction for sports, I'll stick to this in LA. I think the Rams are going to win a playoff game. That's that's what I think. Yeah. You know, and I think it'll be yeah. I think it'll be the Lions. That and th- which gets me to a side point here, but I know we're keeping it moving. But if the Browns play the Ravens with Flacco at quarterback in the playoffs, and the daggone Rams play the Lions with Stafford at quarterback mm-hmm. in Detroit. That'll be amazing. That that's enough for by me. The, by the that's way, that's enough drama for one entire offseason. Yep. Never mind an opening divisional round. That weekend. Deshaun Watson contract, oh, looking worse Oof. and worse on every so second. many levels, is aging poorly. Can you imagine? It was bad at the beginning. It's yeah, bad it the was. entire time. It yes, was never it was. good, and but, it was always a bad idea. But think about all the heat that the Browns took for signing Watson when they did to mm-hmm. that number in the name of winning. Yeah, well, they could have had Joe Flacco. Yes. You see what I told you? Once yeah. you let a small thing slide, you yeah. never know what's yeah. going on. This, this is, is the Browns, <laughs> entirety of the Browns' existence. Happy New Year. I, have <laughs> I have a question with this, too. So, you know, if you had the prediction of the Rams playing the Lions and the Browns playing the Ravens, so say in this world, the Browns beat the Ravens with Joe Flacco and the Lion, or the Rams beat the Lions with a Matthew Stafford, would that be a, a final case for both of them for the Hall of Fame? They no. both will won Super Bowls. No, 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 no. They both go back and be their teams. I don't know. Joe Flacco is not in any realistic Hall of Fame conversation just because Joe Flacco hasn't really played enough football, in my opinion, for that. Um, Stafford is a different discussion because Stafford comes... Stafford has the yards. Yeah, he comes from that early era of, I don't want to say compilers because that sounds terrible, but it's true. You know, back when offenses really started opening up a little bit more in the NFL and guys were really committed to pass-heavy schemes, Stafford was a beneficiary of that, and they didn't win a ton. They were down a lot. He was slinging it around. He was a great fantasy guy for years that was the whole reason he came to LA is that people said man we'd love to see this guy on a good team and he won the whole thing that's where Stafford has the real mark is the impact player proves that he wasn't just an empty helmet with a bunch of useless stats went to Mm -hmm. a team won that bad boy at home at that I think that's Stafford's main case for the Hall of Fame and he has been a kingmaker for three different receivers so he has been a kingmaker for Calvin Johnson as the best receiving year of all time well some would say that Calvin Johnson was a kingmaker for Matthew Stafford true second best receiving year of all time Cooper Cup yep and then Puka Nakua could have the best rookie receiving year of all time. I'm just saying, yes, Calvin Johnson, amazing, fantastic. But Matthew Stafford has done this with multiple people. Yeah, no, that's well, a great he, call. Matthew Stafford is definitively in the hall of really, really good. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And there probably aren't that many steps between 
his place in the Hall of Really, Really Good and the Hall of Fame? No, there's one big step. The TB12 step. He exists in that era, AK. He's sort of like all those guys that didn't win rings when Jordan was playing. Amongst the guys that are not Tom Brady in the Tom Brady era, I'm not sure you're naming a bunch of people better than Matt Stafford. You might get guys that are as good, but I don't know about better. But but the point being, some of those other guys will get into the Hall of Fame, so if they can get in, Stafford at least has a case. Yeah, no, it's a good call. It's a good call. Happy New Year's. Dag on near Valentine's <laughs> I did not realize I was opening up a can Get of worms with us. Coming up, another college football corner. We got Rose Bowl drama. Saw a bunch of Michigan folks walking around in the lobby downstairs earlier today. And more top stories of the year. It was a big year for a certain color. That's coming up next. Travis and Sleep on ESPN 710.